coming up. What an excellent day for The History of the Devil, Part 1. folks, and welcome to another episode of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we normally examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we are still your holy guides on this journey through, oops, all bonus episodes as we stand in solidarity with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. And folks, I am so excited for this next bunch of bonus episodes. I can't believe we didn't think of this until just now. What better subject, what better companion piece to our story than a multi-part deep dive into the history and evolution of the devil himself, Mm -hmm. the prince of darkness, the father of lies, the author of all evil, as the kids would say, the op of ops. <laughs> I just learned that. Um, yeah, kids in the future, if you're listening. Yes. I don't think that lasted very long, but that is mm. something kids in 2023 said. Oh, the ops, yeah. <laughs> the skibbity toilet of... <laughs> do you know about this thing? The no, skibbity to- okay, well, I'll show you later. Um, <laughs> and folks, yeah, you just, on your own time, just check out skibbity toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something even Gen Z is, is like, looks like, gives the, the bombastic side eye to. <laughs> It's like the new generation below Gen Z, which I don't even know what it is. That's, that's uh, Alpha. What? Yeah, after Z is Alpha. No, Keenan. Mm-hmm. That's no. After Z <laughs> what? is nothing. <laughs> well, they're not going to be. Gen- can't look at a baby and say, oh, you're part of Generation Nothing. <laughs> have to start over again. <laughs> ah. All right, Generation Alpha, I guess. Mm. <laughs> we, we, we ran out of generations. So yeah. It only took us. Several thousand years. Mm-hmm, right. Okay. Uh, but before we get into this uh, this history of the devil, um, Keenan, I'm curious. You and I were both raised Catholic. Do you remember a time when you didn't know about the devil? Can you remember, like, when you were first aware of the concept of the devil? Uh, I don't remember it coming up a lot in like Sunday school, and I don't think that that I don't think that that's what they focus on in Sunday yeah. school necessarily. It Unfortunately, seems to, like a, <laughs> seems to be the nicer parts of the Bible. But mm. no, one of my earliest photos is of me. I must be three in mm-hmm. a devil costume for Halloween. Yes, I've I've seen that photo. That oh, is, good, good, yeah. good. Yes, I look very mischievous. I was not a mischievous child at all. Mm. But oh. you put that costume on, yeah, and you start to <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah, you start to see machinations in my head. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I never remember looking like I don't. Have a moment where it's like, oh God, there's a devil out there. The way that, um, especially some of my uh, friends who are uh, evangelical or raised evangelical, where they, mm-hmm. they tell me those stories and they remember the first time they were told about the devil. And they're like, well, geez, we got to. And everyone just walking around like normal, like we got to go do something <laughs> about this. <laughs> it seems like a really big deal. <laughs> I love that's the first existential crisis. Right. Just like people are having slurpees <laughs> and. <laughs> Right. There's the this devil one, exists. There's this one guy, and he does everything bad in the world, <laughs> and we know where he lives. <laughs> and we're just all sitting up here watching Monday Night Football, like, like it's just regular. <laughs> I mean, like, I yes, I, re- I remember having those kinds of moments, like, for, mm-hmm. for other things. Like, when I when I kind of, like, 
truly understood the concept of death, right? Like mm-hmm. I knew about right. death, right? right. <clears throat> like I like to say, like f- with my students, I was like, I point to my head and I point to like my heart. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know something, but uh-huh. then later on you know something, <laughs> right? right? And like for, you know, like for the 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 start of my young life, I knew about death, right? Pointing right. to my head. It was like, yeah, that's a concept. Mm-hmm. But then like, I don't know if anything happened or or if I just like became like hyper aware of like, right. oh, like, that's going to happen. Like, yeah. and, and just like looking at the rest of the world being like, how is anybody having fun? <laughs> how is anybody enjoying anything? Like, <laughs> right. <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just go memento mori to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you too. Remember. The end is near. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's always near. Um, but yeah. So, okay. But uh, like back, back to a, a, a less, um, depressing topic, the devil. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like for me, I think I actually met him first in a fairy tale book. Um, mm-hmm. at least that's how I remember it. It was one of those, uh, those books for kids that was like way too gruesome and grim, uh, for, mm-hmm. you know, for, for kids, but was just accepted as normal kid fare. Right. Um, and, and the pictures were especially terrifying. I think I remember there was like a story in that book about a city where all of the citizens were turned into wood and it was very, Jesus. Like, <laughs> No, no, there's no Jesus in this book at all. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It, it was it was very like uncanny valley looking. It was mm-hmm. it was gross, right? And right. that was the story about like the wooden people, right? Yeah. But then the last story was about a guy who sold his soul to the devil. Mm. And the last page of that last story had a picture of the devil, and it was the first time I had ever seen a picture of the devil. And I think from that moment, I was both terrified. And hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, and then it was like devil costumes for Halloween. Um, I'd notice uh, every time there was like a devil on TV, mm-hmm. like an animated short or something. Um, I'd see the devil pop up in video games. And I'm not talking like, you know, satanic panic, like, you know, the way, um, you know, like it's like, oh, the devil is influencing our kids with Pokemon and, you know, right. like like all that stuff. I'm, I'm talking about like like fighting actual devils and uh, like, you know, and demons like in Ghosts and Goblins or Castlevania or something mm-hmm. like that, right? You know, and I would even like notice... Uh, uh, little devil characters on foods like when we went shopping right like the little devil in um, the Underwood Deviled Ham logo right, right? <laughs> he's <And> everywhere <laughs> he is everywhere he is literally he is you could say he is the prince of this world right? <laughs> and he's yeah. promising you a lot he's promising you delicious deviled ham <laughs> yes right and devil's food cake right right, mm, right? which is always like how do, you, how do you not choose devil's food cake over angel food cake I prefer angel food cake. That's fine. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. The one, the one with his his profile picture as the as the the devil, folks. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Um. But yeah. Actually. Okay. So like in all those like like uh, food uh, logos, right? It's just mm-hmm. a little guy with a pitchfork, right? Right. And okay. So so that brings up another question, um, Keenan. When I say the devil, mm-hmm. do you have a specific picture in your mind? There are so many, right? Like like sometimes they're like. A little contradictory, mm-hmm, right? Some of them are monstrous. Some of them are goofy. Some right. of them look like David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. If I if if I said I went on a blind date and I got to the coffee shop and the guy was dressed like the devil, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. E- even even against my more logical part of my brain, I would assume that meant a guy in long red fuzzy pajamas. Yes. Right. With horns and his face is painted red, and he probably mm-hmm. has a little uh, what do you call that kind of twirly mustache, like a um uh, 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 like a dastardly mustache, right? Yes. 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 Like a goatee. Like yeah. A- oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely has the goatee mm-hmm. and the mustache, and he has a pitchfork, right? Mm-hmm. A yes. red pitchfork. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That's the devil. 
That's the devil, right? Which As opposed is to in scripture, I'm sure somewhere. Absolutely, right? You know. <laughs> and the devil came to Jesus in the desert, twirling his little mustache. Right. right. Oh, he's got a little tail that he twir- he twirls yes. his mustache. He twirls his tail, <laughs> and he also twirls his pitchfork. He twirls everything. Right. Yeah. Right. His tail. His tail is is. Um, Oddly lifeless. It, it's kind of right. floppy. It doesn't exactly. it doesn't do anything on its own. He has to like hold it and he twirl has to it. Hold it yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, that's that's uh, that's really cool. Like, and that's actually a good uh distinction mm-hmm. um when we say the devil, right? right? Like I joked about David Bowie earlier, right? But mm-hmm. like to me, he's more Lucifer, right? He's that he's that prideful angel, right? And then Satan. Right mm-hmm. is more monstrous. He's like huge with horns and fangs, and I guess I see something like Dante's version—just this like monster, this giant that could eat you. Right. Right. And then, yeah. Like, if I if I showed up to a Starbucks and the guy on my blind date was dressed like Satan, yeah, or dressed like Lucifer, those are three very different images in my head. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and yeah, like the devil is much more human, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, David Bowie is also like. <laughs> human i guess um but but but, uh but too beautiful right that's lucifer's thing is he's the most beautiful thing that's ever existed exactly exactly (laughs) right so so like what i mean is like the devil is like a a a folk figure right he's like he's like santa or the tooth fairy yeah yeah um or or the way that like uh death is depicted in like fairy tales right Right. that's a really good way of putting it right yeah like like you you play chess with death and you play the fiddle in georgia with the devil right right? not satan not satan right you don't you don't have a a fiddle contest with lucifer morning star right (laughs) exactly that that doesn't work right Right. his abs would distract you too much exactly right (laughs) yeah and when he loses like he'll just he'll 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 melt your face right You know, when when the devil loses, he's just like, oh, shucks. Right. But yeah, no, it's interesting how the word choice conjures up like different images. Right. But yeah, I I guess that just goes to show how the concept, the the character of the devil is not static, Mm -hmm. right? He's been around for millennia. He has followed us through the ages, changing his appearance as he goes. Writers like Dante and Milton and Marlowe and, and later Mark Twain. Right. Even today, like with Neil Gaiman and countless others writing about the devil, right? It's a topic we humans are both terrified of and fascinated by. And so, yeah, like today, Keenan and I are excited to bring you the first part in what I know is going to be like a really cool deep dive. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say this is a, a, a deep, deep dive. Um, yeah, of the devil. How many layers down are there? Um, it it, it varies. <laughs> oh, this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody can agree. Uh, Actually, Keenan, Keenan, mm-hmm. ask me again how many layers of hell there are. No, but so how many how many layers of hell are there? Uh, you know, really zero. <laughs> We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, step on anyone. Like, I feel this is the weirdest. I never thought I would be consoling anybody like, no, 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 no. Hell is real. It's okay. Like, this is like, you know, they just found out Santa isn't real. And we're like, no, 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 no. He's, he's within you. He's, mm-hmm. you know, but now we're like, no, 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 no. Hell and eternal damnation and, 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 uh, you know, uh, um, uh, judgment without remorse. It, it's, it's real. It's real. No. <laughs> it's well, in, a lot of the we sources... make hell every day. <laughs> 
Yeah, a lot of the sources that we're that we're using for this series have talked about that, about how hell became important. That it's not just it's not just like how we scare little boys and little girls at church. Mm-hmm. It's not just how we, um, you know, uh, uh, de- declare like power over heretics or you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like hell answers really difficult questions for the philosophy of a religion, yes. which is like why do good things happen to bad people? You know, mm-hmm. I, um, and then uh, you know what is there? What's the point of doing anything right here? You know, mm-hmm. um, and then for different sects, it also answers the question of like, well, if we're supposed to be focusing on the afterlife and how wonderful it would be to be at the right hand of the father or, or what have you, like, mm-hmm. well, why is ice cream so great here? And why is mm-hmm. uh, sex and rock and roll and uh, marijuana? Like, why are those things so nice here? And that mm-hmm. answers that question for us. Right. Yes. Yeah. So again, you know, folks, we're always human, human beings always be asking questions and always be answering their own questions. Yeah. That is, that is just, that is just the way of us as mm-hmm. a species. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So where to begin? Like Keenan and like, I'm realizing now that mm-hmm. I've sort of set an impossible task before us, right? Like how do we even begin to talk about the devil? Like, where do you start? Like what resources do you turn to, right? He's not exactly isolated to one book or, right. or one medium or even one genre, right? Um, our, our first instinct might be to turn to the Bible. Yeah. But like, as I think we've mentioned on the show before, the devil, as, as we know him, right, the fallen angel, tempter of man, the, the ruler of the underworld, actually came from a lot of different outside sources. Um, actual mention of the devil in the canonical Bible is, is pretty sparse. He's a pretty minor character that history has been immensely kind to. With all of these uh, spin-offs and origin stories and reboots and makeovers, this this is like the background actor who became a supporting character on the show, and then who became the main supporting character, and then got his own show and a series of movies and record deals and a fashion line and a serial. <laughs> like that's the devil. That's right. that's what happens, right? It'll happen to you, Lester. Go out there and I'll, keep doing background work. One of these work days, and, yeah. One of these days, I'll become the enemy of man. Um, <laughs> Or at least kind of a line of hams. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's doable. Sure, sure. There'll be something called the Lester Panic in, in, in the 2080s. Right. Yeah. Um, Kids in yeah. the future, if you're still around in the 2080s, look up behind you, it's Lester. No. Ah! <laughs> also known as the thankless one. No. <laughs> He comes, he comes out at night and drinks all your monster energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear him in the woods on lonely wintry nights in the wind saying, give me a five-star review. Yes. <laughs> Don't challenge me to a fiddle game. I, I'm, I'm all thumbs, right? And as a result, I have like 10 Orneuses surrounding me at all times. But yeah, okay. So we were talking about like the devil being like a minor character, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in in this show, right? But then like, mm-hmm. you know, and then he becomes big, and he's like, you know, this this big like, you know, he's 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 the what do you call it, the prima donna, the diva, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And then later, right in in the New Testament, right, it's a new show, new stars, new blood, new story, right? But like near the end, like you know, you get the forty days in the desert, <laughs> right? And and the old guard shows up in a cameo, and it's like you know how like in in a new Broadway show, it's like uh you know with 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 up and coming actors and uh-huh. rising stars right and they're and they're the ones in the main roles but then like out onto the stage in a minor role walks like bernadette peters or patty lapone <laughs> and everyone's like oh my god it's patty lapone oh my god <laughs> and it takes 40 days and 40 nights for the audience to to quiet down 
<laughs> right, just chaos reigns right. <laughs> at the Helen Hayes Theater. <laughs> Patty Lapone holds up the, you know, the devil horns, you know, the, um, what do you call it? The, 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 the evil eye sign, you know. The, <laughs> I don't know. This is, wow, I've just, I've just lost all street cred for, for devil stuff. <laughs> for Whatever that thing that Ozzy yeah. Osbourne does. It's like, it's like Patty Lapone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Avita. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, Keenan, like, we're joking around, but like, why do you think that is? Why are we so obsessed with this character who's barely a character? Yeah, yeah, I, I really am in, I really love this idea that we had to invent a devil. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like even cre- pick up, you know, the story of um, of the Satan in Job, and pick up the story of Lucifer, mm-hmm. and combine them, and say, "Oh, the serpent in the garden—that's also yeah. the devil." And add that because we need to have an antagonist in our mm-hmm. lives. Like we need, if we are going to personify what it is to be good and what it mm-hmm. is to have reward for doing the right thing and being good people, mm-hmm. I think it only makes sense for us to have the opposite. I, I, I don't, I, you know. Obviously, there are non-theistic religions, and so mm-hmm. they don't—they don't have necessarily like the the uh, antagonist to the non-god that they have in those right. religions, right? Interestingly, um, one of those is Satanism. They and they don't, oh, they yeah. don't believe in God or the devil, right? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. So they don't mm-hmm. have the antagonist for the non-belief in something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but if you're going to start personifying, it just makes it just makes sense that then, okay, you need to have the balance for that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also. I like the idea, as we've been doing our research, about how the romantics in the 1800s started to look at Lucifer specifically and, uh-huh. and, and, and like see that as like, oh, hey, like, you know, uh, <laughs> as the rappers say, middle finger to the Lord. <laughs> so they actually <laughs> say that, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I could do whatever I want, right? And like, mm-hmm. and like how, how, um, how attractive that is to think uh-huh. of like, you know, what's the what's the most rebellious you could be? You could rebel at your school or at your job or to your parents or to your community, mm. right? But to go out and rebel against the the nature of the universe is quite yes. something else, right? Yeah, and yeah. like, I don't I don't know. Well, there are people who are like purposely polluting and they think that's cool, right? People who litter, people who uh, mm-hmm. roll coal or whatever. But like, like to think about like nature, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebel against the universe. You don't go out and like kick trees or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Right, like, like, you just see it's like in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Ow! Ah! Oh yeah, pain. <laughs> right. But I invented that. That was <laughs> write that down. Hoisted by my own petard, I guess. <laughs> oh wait, petards. <laughs> Figure out what a petard is. Yes, and then invent, invent it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, but but so yeah, t- t- I like the idea of us creating a devil for different reasons throughout history. I find that really fascinating. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I like what you, yeah, you were talking about like the romantics, which we'll certainly also get to right. Um, eventually, right? How, I mean, we have, you know, we were talking about like Dante's version of Satan is mm-hmm. this three-headed monster, right? That is, you know, we can't identify with at all, but then, you know. He's, Milton, uh, he's fucking blue. He's, yeah, he's it, like, well, yeah, he's, he's, and he's in a frozen lake, <laughs> right? What and, are you thinking, Dante? Come geez, on. He's <laughs> Dante, you know, like, don't you know anything? <laughs> Mr. Allegheny. Um <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, but then like, you know, then you look uh, uh, over at like Milton's mm-hmm. Satan and or Lucifer and it's like he's painted as this like, you know, this sexy bad boy. Right. You know? But yeah, no, uh, Keenan, you, you brought up some really good 
points. Um, I also think, yeah, it, it is, it is simple human nature, right? Mm. Um, I think, I think we have made the devil in our own image, right. right. As, as a way to explain things, right. Like both outside, like you say, like, why do, why do these bad things happen? Right. Mm-hmm. But also like inside, like, why am I like this? Right. And so we've made a devil, right. As complex and multifaceted as we are, like we are uh, prideful and rebellious of authority, but we're also earthly and lustful and gluttonous and mm-hmm. envious, right? So, so we can be both like angelic and beastly, right? Mm-hmm. And we can also be like uh, prankishly playful, right? We can be impish, right? right? And so we have all of these qualities. But I, I think, like you would agree, that that none of them are godly, right? Like even the Lucifer part of us is like negative, right? Mm-hmm. At its core, it's like selfish and self-centered, right? Um, I got well, no, I guess like we were talking about the romantics. I mean, you know, there is something to be said about like you know. Uh, rebelling against authority that you might think is corrupt. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that's a good point. Like, how do you become godly? I mean, obviously there are people who, who join um, the monasteries or things like that. You know, they, they have to leave mainstream society and become mm-hmm. our version of aesthetics and um, right in uh, Christianity or, or uh, Judaism or Islam. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, the best we have in English is to say like, well, cleanliness is close to godliness. <laughs> close. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. I think. I think, Keenan. I think that was just invented to get kids to clean their rooms. That's it. I'm a Satanist now. Well, there we go. <laughs> You're gonna go in. So, whoops! All Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Mom comes into the room. Is like, why are there socks all over? They're like, hail chaos reigns. <laughs> Right. You did this, mother. Yes. Notice I made nine intricate circles of socks. The dirtiest ones being in the center. Oh, my three-headed son just chewing on socks for all eternity. But yeah. But no, like, I think, yeah, uh, um, you know... Um, I, I think the devil is is part of us, whether we like it or not, right? right? Like it's it's human nature, and so I think we took all of these things, right? You know, the, the dark angel and the impish prankster, and we and we made it into a character to take the blame off of God and right. also off of ourselves, right? Like he's the father of lies, he's the author of evil, mm-hmm. right? The devil made me do it, right? Yeah, and God didn't make you do it, right? So it protects yes. God from our evil um, failings. Yes, right. So there we go. Um, but yeah, okay, so let's look at the devil as he is in the Bible. Let's just start there, right? We'll start in the Old Testament where we occasionally run up against this um, this mysterious figure known as uh, the Satan, right? That's that's Satan with a lowercase s. Um, and listeners will remember, like we talked about this before, the fact that early on, this was more of a title than anything else, right? Certainly not a proper name, right? In Hebrew, it simply means adversary or accuser, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the book of Job, we can see that he is one of the angels in God's uh, heavenly court. And it's here that he makes this argument to God that Job is only good because he's got a good life. He's got wealth and he's got land and he's got livestock and a big family. Of course, he's going to praise God and and, and choose the righteous path, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, it's God in this story who allows the Satan to put Job to the test. And he, and he does, he, uh, destroying his crops and killing his livestock and killing his family and, and, and covering Job in, in boils and sores, right? Right. And it's, it's written in such a way where, where it's like, okay, there's the God's heavenly court sort of situation, and then the Satan comes forward. And it's written in a way that 
it, it feels or some people read it as that people who were reading it, um, Israelites who were reading it at the time would understand what this was, that this person was coming forward. And it, it's not like the Satan came forward and the Satan's job was to do this, 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 this. Exactly. It's already yeah. like, okay, and you understand how this would work, right? right? The Satan came forward and presented this argument to God and God listened to it. Yes. Like if I was if I was telling like a courtroom drama mm -hmm. and I said, uh, you know, and then it was the prosecuting attorney's turn to speak. Right. Now, the prosecuting attorney is right. like, I don't have to do that. Like, you know, <laughs> every episode of a courtroom drama like has to has to talk about like, you know, uh, you, you'll remember last time the prosecuting attorney. Now, the prosecuting attorney is right. Right. this is my job to do yes. this for you. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, judge, as you are the judge, because you preside over everything, you know, like, no, 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 no. Like, so this, this was an understood thing, right? right. Um, so yeah, so, so this Satan can't really be seen as evil as he can't really do anything without God's permission, right? Like, he's only able to act within the bounds of, of God's um, uh Allowance, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the Satan says, you know, I'm going to try to test Job for you, for you, and God mm -hmm. is like, absolutely, uh, but don't hurt him. And then uh, he's like, okay, we're going to do everything. And then Job still has faith, and he says, well, okay, that what does that prove? No, you got to hurt him. So now, only once we have that permission, does he give him the boils and the illnesses? Right. Yeah. 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 After he kills his family. Right. That's not as important as yeah. <laughs> as giving him boils and such. That story. Oh my God. We're going to get to it. But like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like this Satan can't really be seen as evil, right? As he as he can do nothing without God's permission, right? He also doesn't live in hell, nor does he seem to have any authority over the bad stuff of the world any more than like any of the other angels do, right? And because this Satan is like Satan with a lowercase s, he could be any angel. He may not even be the same Satan like in later stories. Right? right. That's a really good point. He could be any angel. Maybe maybe we talk about other angels who in other stories who were this guy, right? Like he's, right. he's okay. And in this story, he swapped out to a different position. Exactly. Because yeah. the Satan is a position. And mm -hmm. yeah, he can't be in hell because um, – the, the Israelites haven't invented the concept of hell yet. So mm. they go to an afterlife, but everyone goes to an afterlife regardless of whether they're good or exactly. bad or yeah. any of those things. And so there's no place for him to rule. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's not really a concept of, uh, okay, you do this well in this life and then you, you know, get rewarded or you yeah. don't. Yeah. It's actually like at, at this stage of the game, like um, Judaism is actually kind of um, still – uh, having echoes of like the older religions that right. came before it, right? Like these these polytheistic religions, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, it's also interesting to note here that, okay, the, like I think we both agree, the Book of Job is especially troublesome, right? Mm -hmm. As it is for like a lot of people, right? Right, and it's still troublesome, right? We're talking about like mm -hmm. even now, right? So even like modern Jewish thought, uh, mm -hmm. like uh, Rabbi Kushner's book, "When Bad Things Happen to Good People," which is still mm -hmm. the number one bestseller, and like having to to deal with that like oh i'm doing all this wonderful stuff and they try to answer that through the book of job and then try to and like try to still examine the lessons in the book of job so it becomes mm -hmm. one of the still one of the most important books in the hebrew bible thinking yeah. about how to live your life today mm -hmm. and i think that's really great that that we as humans are are able to to find um some kind of wisdom from this book right mm -hmm. but yeah that said it's still it kind of rubs us the, the wrong way this story right mm -hmm. and it is, it is, in fact, because in this story, Satan doesn't seem all that bad compared to God. Right. Right? Like, this part of the Bible would not bother so many people if Satan were, you know, capital S, Satan. Yeah. If, like, if he somehow escaped from hell and started messing with Job and God found out and stopped him, right? 
or, or Job stopped him somehow. We would mm-hmm. feel better about this story. But this this story, as written, makes us uncomfortable, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, like because even though it's Satan doing all the bad stuff, God is aware of it and He is allowing it, mm-hmm. like to prove a point, right? Right. And that Job will love him no matter what, right? That is why people. Uh, get uncomfortable with this story. And I think right. this is one of the reasons for Satan getting a bigger role with more agency later on. Right. And people looking back and saying that this this lowercase Satan is the uppercase Satan that we'll meet later. That's the only way yeah. to explain this for us, um, mm-hmm. those of us who have, um, uh, you know, read the rest of the Bible, etc. But yeah, this idea that like, oh God, if like God stops Satan here, which isn't the point here at all. This is God's test of Job. Right. Mm-hmm. God is seeing uh, God is testing the limits of humanity's love for him and seeing. Yeah. It. And um, even if this is the Satan, you know, if mm-hmm. you are someone who has uh, gone back and said, OK, this is the Satan, the big bad of the Bible. Um, right. He doesn't he doesn't. Not the Satan, but the Satan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're getting confused. We're like. <laughs> Because we say we say the Satan for like the big one, but right. we also say the, the Satan, Satan for the small yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. But this say, is oh, so capital S Satan, the devil, the big yes. bad of the mm-hmm. Bible. Right? <laughs> right? If you if even if you believe that, the Book of Job ends with God having to take over for the devil and appear to himself in front of Job and say, you know, as Job is starting to question, like, why have you done all this stuff to me? God has to step in and say, like, who are you to question me? Where were you when I created the heavens and the earth and mm-hmm. and all that? And it's God who has the the big climactic scene with Job and not the devil. Right. Yeah. So very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, also, before we leave this story, I also want us to note here that while Satan may not be mm, evil in this story, Mm -hmm. maybe not capital S Satan yet, (laughs) um, this is perhaps the first instance where he is... You could you could look at it in one way. You could you could see that he is proven wrong about human beings, mm-hmm. right? That that and that is a trope that I really like. I think I've right. I've brought it up in in our regular episodes, right? The fact that that capital S Satan deems us to be so simple and yet he cannot comprehend us the way that God can, right? right. Can't comprehend us something as simple as faith or love, mm-hmm. right? I really like that. Right. So if you're reading this, say chronologically, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And this is not the 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 Satan who <laughs> becomes <laughs> the devil, right? It becomes the big antagonist. Um it's not about the, it's not about this character learning something about um, about human nature, et cetera, right? Yeah, that yeah. reading only comes if you're reading it backwards, if you're reading it from books that came later, even within the uh, the Jewish Bible. Yes, precisely. Yeah, right. Because like he's not he's not um, you know, the he's not the Scrooge who learns the value of, you know, <laughs> Peace on earth and goodwill towards right. man, right? He's he's a Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's, like he's a Grinch, a lowercase G Grinch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a hamburglar. He's <laughs> he's not the hamburglar. <laughs> right. Right. Does he burgle hamburgers? Well, he burgles hamburgers. He doesn't burgle right. hamburgers at you, sir. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't actually care what whether Joe you know, um, survives this test or not. It's just his right. job. It's just one yeah. of the things, he, a service he's providing for the Lord. Right, exactly, yeah. But if it's he's Satan, a, he cares yeah. a lot. I mean, this is, yes. Yeah. He's, he's, trying, he's trying to prove God wrong. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, now, some of you might be wondering why we started here and not in Genesis with the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, why are we starting here and not in Genesis with the serpent in the Garden of Eden? Good question. I'm glad you asked, Keenan. Um, I think we also mentioned on this show the first readers of Genesis did not see the serpent as capital S Satan, mm-hmm. right? Or not even lowercase Satan, right? right? He, was, he was just the serpent, a lowercase serpent, right? He was right? a burglar. Yeah, right? The burglar of, you know, I mean— uh, goodness and innocence, I guess. 
because there were no hamburgers yet. Because capitalist Satan hadn't invented them yet. That's right. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, like the concept of capital S Satan had not yet come about, right? And in fact, um, would not be linked to the serpent until centuries later, mm-hmm. right? Once uh, Satan was more fleshed out, mm-hmm. right, as a character, right? The early part, the earlier parts of the Bible, like Job and Genesis, like were reexamined and reinterpreted, um, you know, to include this new character, right? right? And again, trying to be respectful, some people refute the idea that this is the uh that this serpent is satan and mm-hmm. include that as part of the um uh, mythology like the jewish mythology or the christian mythology because it's not biblical mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. similar again to I, I know we keep repeating ourselves in some ways but like similar to the idea that like the raven on noah's ark left because of some symbolic reason and not just that he was a bird who got lost the, the bible right. just says the raven didn't come back and now we mm-hmm. add on to it like all sorts of meaning to that that he was right. tricked or he didn't like noah or whatever it is but that's not mm-hmm. in the bible but yeah, and we're going to get a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Even like uh, Kenan, Lucifer, mm-hmm. right? A name all of us immediately associate with Satan, with the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Was never intended to be uh, associated with him, right? Uh-huh. Actually, Kenan, can you guess how many times Lucifer is mentioned in the Bible? The word Lucifer. Uh, is he in? He is he in Isaiah? Is he in one story at very at the very least? You are correct. Oh yes. my goodness! Hey! Yes. Oh yay! Yeah. Okay, it's, hold it's, on, I'm going to do a lap around my office. For a second. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay, you're going, I'm to, back. You're going <sighs> the, the course of the heavens. You just, you know, oh, God, yeah, okay. the firmament. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that 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 uh, that trip around the globe, the really tired you out. Here, you should have a monster energy drink. Monster energy drink. Unleash yes. the beast. Yes, which hasn't been invented yet. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you are correct, Keenan. Only once. Mm-hmm. It is in Isaiah fourteen twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it is. Look at this. And this is public domain, so I can read it. Um, okay. <clears throat> oh, I, I can do it now. Look, listen. <laughs> I thought you were going to. I figured you were going to. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Wow. No, no, no. Okay, let me get. Let me get. <clears throat> okay. A reading from the book of Isaiah. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Boom. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty cool. Sounds like the beginning of an epic tale, right? <laughs> The origin story of the baddest villain of all time. He right? didst weaken the nations. He didst. He d- don't. Oh, no, he didstn't. How do you wait? No. Did didn't. Well, whatever. Okay. I'm done. Um, didst did it hurt, Lester? Uh, uh, didst what hurt? When didst thou fall from heaven? <laughs> Aw, <you> know. <laughs> Oh boy! But yeah, uh, that's the cl- again. That's the closest I get to flirting. Yeah. <laughs> is from it's from Isaiah. It's from Isaiah fourteen twelve. But to two hundred seventy five miles away to a straight friend I've known for twenty five years. <laughs> that's, that's I played the long, the long, yes. futile game. <laughs> Well, Keenan, I got to tell you that that line was so good. Like, if 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 the situation were different, I mean, boy, right. man, if seven or eight things about this were different. <laughs> but, folks, that's not to stop you from using that line. No, no, right. When you fell from heaven, I'm saying I'm saying you're the the Lord of the Flies. I'm saying you're the father of all evil. Right. Hey, I'm baby, your abode is filth and and and, and rot and. <laughs> Right. Hey, baby, 
Isaiah fourteen twelve. <laughs> but yeah, um, but okay. So Keenan, Isaiah isn't even talking about Satan. Oh yeah, he's talking about Lucifer, right? Well, no, well, no, no. Oh, he's not. No. <laughs> Who is he talking about? Well, okay, yes, but <laughs> wait. You messed me up. No, no, no. He is, well, no, no. He's he's using the name Lucifer. He is he is referring mm-hmm. to a Babylonian king who was defeated. He is he is giving him a diss. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. gotcha. He's by, by comparing him to the morning star better known today mm-hmm. as the planet Venus. Right, okay. Yeah. In original Hebrew, it's it, it's not even Lucifer, guys. It's it's uh um okay, let me try this. Um Halel Ben Shahar. Mm-hmm. I think, Halel ben Shachar, uh, which means shining one, son of the morning, which is what the ancient Hebrews called Venus. Mm-hmm. Next, like, so, because next to the moon, Venus was the brightest thing in the night sky, right. right? It's usually the first star you see in the evening, and it's the last star you see uh, in the morning, right? It's the morning star. Mm-hmm. So it is the brightest star in the sky, so bright that you can see it in the morning, right? Additionally, every morning it appears to fall from the sky, right? So there you go. So Isaiah is calling this king of Babylon Halel ben Shahar because he fancies himself the brightest thing in the sky, but now he's fallen to earth just like Venus seems to do. So, okay, you might be asking, how did Halel ben Shahar become Lucifer? Yeah, so how did Halel ben Shahar become Lucifer? Good question, Keenan. Well, <laughs> when the Romans got a hold of the Bible, they started translating it into Latin, and so they called it morning star in their language, which is Lucifer, right? right? Light bringer, yeah? Which is weird to think about because now all the planets are named after Roman gods, right? So you would think the Romans would get a hold of it and they would say Venus, right? Because they knew <laughs> he was talking about the planet. Right. But like Venus wasn't called Venus until much later, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But okay, but you might be asking, what about fallen angels and all of that? Yeah, what about fallen angels and all of that? Well, we get that from the book of Enoch, right? This is another apocryphal text uh, written around uh, 300 to 200 BCE, right? Um, And while it didn't make it into the canonical Bible, it was very popular in the Second Temple era of uh, Judaism. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, in this book, there is a chapter simply called The Watchers. Right. Referring to what we believe were angels sent down to Earth to sort of keep watch on humanity. Uh, right? This is a Marvel thing from the comics for real. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's the race of the Watchers who go ah. all throughout the universe and they, they're not allowed to um, uh, interact with the, the heroes and the villains. They just watch. Oh, they're not allowed to interact. Mm-hmm. But, but wait, Keenan, Keenan, not having any knowledge of the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Do, do they interact? Yeah, sometimes depends. <laughs> okay, like do they? Do they like, well, no, 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 Keenan, you're not, you're not mm-hmm. seeing the 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 motion I'm making with my pelvis here. Do with, they, your, with your do pelvis, they interact? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> because because in this story, they they wait. Let me see. Let me see if you can hear it. They interact. <laughs> huh, that if I you know don't what I mean. know. I don't know if any watchers interact in that way. No. Okay. Wow. Who would who would have thought that uh, the Bible would be more. Um, <laughs> Uh, Interactive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, okay, in 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 uh, uh, the book of Enoch, mm-hmm. right, amongst these watchers was an angel named uh, Semyaza mm-hmm. or, or Shemyaza um, who convinced uh, these other angels to defect, right? They, they went AWOL and they started having sex with human women. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually touched on these guys before. I didn't touch test- on these guys. I know. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I was trying to skip past that. I... I <laughs> I, I, I heard it as I read it, and I was like, oh, why did I write that? Where where on the book of Enoch did the angel touch you? <laughs> Point to the passage in the book of Enoch. 
Oh, he pointed to that passage. <laughs> it's okay. a lot of this passage. Mm-hmm. Boy. Um, but yeah, no, like we've we've talked about these guys uh before mm-hmm. in the testament of Solomon, right. you'll remember, right? Um, that uh one of the demons brought to Solomon is thought to be uh the last of the Nephilim, mm-hmm. right? That that is the the hideous gigantic offspring of the human women and these you know, quote unquote, fallen angels, right? right? Um, it's also said in the book of Enoch how these defecting angels led by Semyaza began to teach the humans, quote, forbidden arts, mm-hmm. such as weaponry, sorcery, mirrors, and cosmetics. Oh, I didn't realize that mirrors were forbidden. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's what it said in my research. Hmm. Um, I wonder why. I don't I mean, know. Vanity? I mean, cosmetics for that reason. Right, right? I understand. I understand all of that except for mirrors, right? Mm. Well, that's going to hold them back from certain uh, arts and sciences later Uh on if they're not going to be able to learn mirrors. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I guess all of these arts and sciences are are forbidden. They're verboten. Right. Well, I need to look into that. Sorry, I'm sorry to derail your story here. No, no. <laughs> I need to look into this idea of yeah. mirrors being forbidden because we do have um, in the Bible the talk about like, you know, um, in Corinthians, like that, that mm-hmm. the, we see the earth and we see our understanding now through a mirror darkly or glass darkly. Right. But, yeah. but later we'll see it face to face. All right. I'm just thinking about it. Well, Corinthians, Corinthians came after Enoch. I oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, but yeah, folks. So um Get rid of all your mirrors. Mm-hmm. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> Especially if you're driving. Don't, don't. Police officer's like, do you know why I pulled you over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I decided not to be a sinner anymore. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, as we know, right, mirrors and cosmetics leads to guns and godlessness. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, now, <clears throat> now, according to the Book of Enoch, uh, uh, this is why God sent the flood to get rid of all the Nephilim and all of the the, the sinful um, but very attractive looking humans. Now it's like, hmm. it's like, what's going on with these? It's like, is that rouge? Is that uh, you know? Everybody straighten their hair out, right. and it's like, yeah, it's really, and they smell nicer, right? Like. <laughs> Lowercase Satan is like, have you smelled these guys? Like, <laughs> I didn't smell these guys. This is the, well, no, I didn't. I, didn't, no, no, it's like, I deny all all accusations. Right? I'm the accuser. I, that's like, no. um, but yeah, so so uh, you know, sends the flood, gets rid of all the all the uh, the bad people and the and the um, and the Nephilim, mm-hmm. and then um, he he and the other angels take care of Semyaza and and the other rebel angels. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that that rebel angel bit of the story right there, right? Or or at least one of the inspirations for that. So are we saying that this kind of story of Semyaza and these other rebel angels is um is leading towards uh like again being um subsumed into the devil uh, mythos or are we saying that like this is a rebel angel that's separate from our rebel angel of the devil of Lucifer or Satan? I'm I'm not sure. It's a little bit confusing mm-hmm. as a, and like and and we're going to see as we go. So so like I said, this this story was really really popular even mm-hmm. though it was not um considered canon, right? right? And it was so popular that early Christians actually went back through the canonical texts to see if maybe there was some like secret allusions to it uh-huh. in the canonical text and they get to Isaiah 14:12 and they're like, "Oh, Lucifer that could be like the same guy right. from the book of Enoch, right? And so that's how they were able to like make their own headcanon mm-hmm. by like taking an obscure reference in the canonical Bible, right, Lucifer, and conflating it with the story that they really, really liked. Right. And the Semyaza story, again, like personifying answers that we still have about the Bible. So 
when we talk about the flood, the flood is because, okay, the, the earth has become wicked, right? And now this is putting this into a narrative form that, well, the way that it became w- wicked were, was some Yaza and, and the Nephilim and all that. And that's why we had to endure the flood. I like it's it, it's kind of like it's it's passing the buck back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, God sent the flood because people are bad. Right. Wait, 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 no. It's not that the people were bad, it's that these bad angels came and influenced them. Right. You know. And so yeah, like this is it's it's interesting how how this story evolves, yeah. right? And as our evolu- as the evolution of how we see God evolves, right? Mm-hmm. God is God is asking us to to accept that he's wiping out everybody except for the people on the ark. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just have to yes. accept that because that's God's yes. infinite wisdom. It's something beyond your control. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these uh, these manifestations of a devil or a devilish force like Samyaza. Right. Mm-hmm. is like, OK, God was doing the right thing. And it's these other this other thing that's to blame that why God had to wipe out the entire world. Right. right. It's protecting yeah, right. our image of God and making him somebody that we are are more um, palatable isn't quite the right word. But like mm-hmm. like we can accept God's wisdom more if we have these other reasons for it, uh, for his actions. Right. These bad angels, these these monstrous Nephilim. And right. then we're just like assuming that like all of the people that they kind of corrupted were just like beyond depraved. And yeah. They, they were just like, like horrible, horrible. Well, it's horrible. smart not to give them names and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you start right? naming them and talking about like what their favorite, uh, what their favorite food was or, you know. No, no, I'm not listening. <laughs> I don't want to pass their time. Right? No. <laughs> right. There was just a list of, and then there was Jacob and Jacob right. lived on oh, the hill God. and Jacob liked yep. to play the lute. <laughs> oh God, I already miss him. And then there was Jacob and Jacob no. lived on another hill and Jacob liked oh, to Jacob. play the lute. <laughs> Jacob, I'll never, I'll never forget you, Jacob. Ever. Or your brother Jacob. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so that's so that is um, like one uh, instance uh, of how uh, uh, fallen angels were kind of introduced uh-huh. into this mythos, right? Now that's not to say that people didn't believe in demons and evil spirits, right? People have been believing in those since time out of mind. Demons have been around since before the rise of Judaism, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is the first of the Abrahamic religions, but also uh, one of the first uh, monotheistic religions, uh, as, as we understand right. it, right? Uh, but even before that, people believed in demons, right? Now, None of these demons ever got to be as powerful and as scary as our devil, mm-hmm. right? Even a king of demons like Pazuzu was nowhere near as powerful as Anu, the sky god. Right. He he didn't even control all of the winds, right? Just the southwest one. <laughs> Get it together, right. Pazuzu. <laughs> Sheesh, right? And pick a lane, south or west. Cat. So where did this notion of a single solitary demon king controlling all the evil of the world and standing in opposition to God come from, right? It certainly wasn't part of the early Hebrew Bible. Right. Well, the answer might be found almost 4,000 years ago in ancient Persia, uh, what we now know as Syria, Iran, and Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where the Zoroastrian faith began, uh, conveniently by Zoroaster. <laughs> Also known as Zarathustra. Uh-oh, we got to play his, uh, his intro music. Burr, oh. burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thus Spake Zarathustra, in case you're wondering yes. what the mm-hmm. hell we're talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> um, we do private parties and, and also a podcast, apparently. <laughs> We're not, when we're not doing whatever it is we're doing right now. Um, 
But yeah, so so oh, if I could Zoro- just yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's Strauss's Thus Spake Zarathustra. With, there's also Nietzsche's book Thus Spake Zarathustra, and so mm-hmm. Nietzsche's book is about yeah the relationship between man and God. And so mm-hmm. when he's talking about Zarathustra, he's talking about Zoroaster, who, as Lester's going to tell us, is like yes. the guy who yeah he was he was he was the dude the dude yeah. right he was he was the goat. <laughs> I don't think he would like – I don't think he or his followers would like me calling him to go. He's the, he's the foe to the first of all time. Oh, yeah. There you go. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. really good to point out. There are still Zoroastrians today. We tend yes. to like – we always write about it like as like, oh – As this ancient Yeah, thing. and yeah. it was replaced by Judaism and we didn't need Zoroastrianism anymore. Right, that's right, not right. True. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, but yeah, so so Zoroaster was a religious teacher in a time when the belief in multiple gods and demons was the rule of the day, right? You had you had good gods and evil gods in addition to demons. And folks, I don't know if you can tell from earlier rants on this show, but I like my religions streamlined. <laughs> I like I like my cast of characters clean and unambiguous, right? Zoroaster is my kind of guy. He looked at all of this and he was like, no, get rid of them. Like we got, we got Ahura Mazda, the good God, and Ahriman, mm-hmm. the bad God. Boom! There we go. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And 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 this was revolutionary. Not only did it clean up the whole confusing pantheon of gods and demons, it also formed the basis for dualistic thought. Mm-hmm. Right. This this separation of good and evil. Right. Remember, way back in our show, back when we were uh, following our mysterious man in khakis uh, as he wandered in the desert of Iraq, we talked about the ambiguous nature of these earlier gods and how they weren't necessarily always good. Right. Keenan, like you likened them to landlords, which I really, really mm, uh, liked. I don't remember right? saying they, that. So they're great. Yeah, well, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, they were like dukes or landlords. Right. right? Uh-huh. Um, and they were revered and they were respected and obeyed, but they were just as morally gray as humans. Oh, I think I see right. what I might have meant. Like you, you have to you live with them, you respect them, you don't love them necessarily, right? right? Like they're performing a function and, and you need to perform a function, but you don't like love uh, uh, Pazuzu the way you love God. Right. Or even Anu, right? Right. Like you, you are, you are like, you, you, you may sacrifice to mm-hmm. them, right? Like, like kind of like paying your rent, right? Right. Or, or you, yeah, you, you might uh, do a service for them or ask uh, something of them, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, Probably more out of like, you know, like I don't want to get eaten. <laughs> right. <laughs> or stepped on. Right. right? That's yeah. that's my that's most of my emails to my landlord are about that. <laughs> yes. Please don't eat or step on me. <laughs> as you see in our lease. <laughs> yes. As is written forever and ever. You need to give me 90 days notice. <laughs> yes. Right. 90 days and 90 nights. <laughs> See that's that that's that fine group there. It's really good. It's like my, that's that's what that's what that's the benefit of having Mephistopheles as your roommate. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like it's like making ninety days and ninety nights. It's like oh, good one, oh, Mephistopheles. Well, sounds real yes. legal. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mephistopheles, um, so utilities are due. So, oh, oh, well, oh, well, 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 you know, you just got to give me a, uh, you know, a couple more weeks. I was just. Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the scare acting hasn't been going too well right, exactly. because it's July. Um, <laughs> and this is all I wear is just these red tights. Well, so it cuts down on laundry. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but makes for a smelly roommate <laughs> as well. Mm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like, no, no, no. I mean, speaking of that, you know, um, uh, a, Keenan, I, I just a little update. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not that anyone out there cares, but um, uh, uh, the the swarm of bees that was infesting our front porch is now gone. Oh, that's good. Yes, <laughs> mysteriously 
on the third of this month. <laughs> is that real? Which I think is is when the checks cleared. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, we we made a little bee effigy and we burned it in front of the the balcony right. and. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, now now yeah. all the bees are gone. In accordance right? with the rental agreement. <laughs> yes, and and my wallet is empty once again. It's it's a miracle. Um, but yeah. Now, okay, so so yeah, like like we said, we uh, with with uh, Zoroaster, we have the the good god, right, Ahura Mazda, mm-hmm. uh, the god of light and order, right. and then we have Ahriman, god of chaos, darkness, and deception. Mm. Right. Oh man, and, yeah, as, I can't make jokes because I just said it's a real living religion, and I can't make jokes about this religion. I don't think. Yeah, but, this is. <laughs> I know this is. See, this is why I was where I was like, oh, this is like we can't. This isn't ancient Greece. This isn't you know. <laughs> right. I have I have no trouble making fun of my own religion. <laughs> right. Folks, there are real people as you know. There. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make up, I'll make fun of it, you know, till the cows come home <laughs> on the day of judgment. No. Um, um, but yeah, so we got Uhura Mazda and, and yes, like Keenan says, um, Zoroastrianism, Zoro, God, uh, no, no, uh, Uhura Mazda, sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this, mm-hmm. right? I am a podcast of red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Zoroastrianism is still practiced today. Um, although Zoroastrians do not refer to it as Zoroastrianism, mm-hmm. they call it Mazda Yas- uh, Wait, they call it Mazda Yasna, mm-hmm. uh, which is worship of Mazda, mm-hmm. right? Or Ahura Mazda, right? So, and and yeah, there are only about like two hundred thousand left in the world, right? But their yeah. their cultural contributions still go on, you know, in things like um, Toyotathon and Honda days. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you tricked me. I I really thought you were you were going along with Oh yeah, with you know, with dualistic thought and good and evil and 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 monotheism and no, no, you're making a card. <laughs> no, no, very important, very important thing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hang on. I lost my I lost my stress putty. Hang on. <laughs> Shot into the ceiling. <clears throat> yeah, folks, you can't hear it. But um but I have, um, I have stress putty um, that I that I squeeze in my hands whenever Keenan talks. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get us canceled. <laughs> this was in, in in the shape of a man. I was gonna call him Adam, and now I'm just <laughs> squeezing it. In. I get it. No, no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. no. Um, but. <laughs> But yes, uh, so now back then, the priests of Zoroastrianism were known as Magi or Magi. Now, you might be asking, are these the same Magi that visit the baby Jesus in the Bible? Yeah, are these the same Magi that visit the baby Jesus in the Bible? Good question, Kenan. Yes, they actually were Zoroastrian priests. That's really crazy. I did not know that at all. Yeah, isn't that cool, mm-hmm. right? The three magi, the three wise men, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right? So, and this is, of course, also where we get the words magic and mage mm. and magician and all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The ancient Greeks actually believed that these uh, Zoroastrian priests must be magicians because they possessed so much knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they said, nobody can be that smart. They, they got to be wizards. Right, that's right? the Arthur C. Clarke, right? Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Mm-hmm. There you go, right? Uh, but yeah, so so Zoroaster or Zarathustra actually started out as a priest of the older religion with all of its many gods and demons, and by all accounts, he was upset by what the local priests and by extension this uh, uh, polytheistic religion was actually doing for the people. 
you know, you got bandits rolling in, people were suffering and dying left and right. And the local priests, they were just like cooped up in the temples performing complex rituals and sacrifices to this god or that god. And Zoroaster just saw this huge disconnect between the gods, the priests, and the people. Mm -hmm. Then one day, he went down to the river to get water for one of these ceremonies. And lo and behold, as he puts it, Ahura Mazda appeared to him and said that he, Ahura Mazda, was the one true god, mm -hmm. and that he, Zoroaster, had a mission to spread the word. Mm -hmm. mm. And okay, so let's dive into it. We got, we got Ahura Mazda at the top, right? And he is supported by six holy beings known as the Ameshventas. I think I'm pronouncing that right, the Amishventas, right? Great. Yeah. These are often compared to angels or archangels in the Abrahamic traditions. Um, there also seems to be sometimes a seventh spirit uh, who some folks say might be another Amishventa or an angel or could be seen as the Holy Spirit of Ahura Mazda, right? This is uh, uh, Shventa Manyu is, is his name. Mm -hmm. So now, in older versions of this religion, it was also believed that Ahura Mazda also had a, a parent, and that is Zervan, or time. Mm -hmm. But much like Solomon's 72 demons, or 36, <laughs> um, that is now considered non-canonical and actually heretical in that oh, case. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so Ahura Mazda has no parents, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, so that's, but that's, that's Ahura Mazda. But that's similar, right? Like one, like um, Kronos of time was Zeus's father, yes, right? So that, that's right. interesting how these things um, uh, cut across. Like obviously, some people, some people believe that all religions are connected in all these ways, mm -hmm. and that you know the similarities of them express a truth that is inherent, right? That everyone, mm -hmm, everyone has mm -hmm. discovered their own version of truth and these similar ideas. Other people point yeah. out that, well, the you know cynics <laughs> and mm -hmm, skeptics mm -hmm. point out that, well, all these similarities are sign that they are mm -hmm. they're fictional, right? That they are like you know that they're written. In in all these similar ways and they're sort of copying ideas from each other or that they mm -hmm. are inherent um anthropologists sometimes argue that these are inherent ways that we in the human mind are wired yes. to experience the divine right so like like people like joseph campbell yes. right telling his um his hero journey right and he's comparing all the myths around the world right. right yeah so you could look at it yeah either way folks you could say that this this is the uh kind of these are these are like hints mm -hmm. um uh to like uh you know a, a larger truth right. or a, a, a larger truth without or within right? right like you know out there or like in all of us like like isn't it isn't it funny how we all kind of like seem to um you know draw our gaze upward to like some you know divine parent mm -hmm. um and and isn't it all funny how humans like to um you know find a scapegoat for all the bad stuff right. and not want to take responsibility right <laughs> right yeah uh, but yeah okay so so that's ahura mazda mm -hmm. right um but we all know why we're here folks <laughs> like like let's 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 talk about Ahriman, all right. right like also, also called Angramanyu, right um, he's a rock star he, yeah right <laughs> and he also has helpers yeah. known as known as devas right <laughs> and if you Ahriman and the devas yeah <laughs> right the inventor of metal right <laughs> literal metal literal metal <laughs> right right what's more um, metal than literal metal <laughs> than actual metal right but yeah, and, and if you look at these these uh, these pictures of like uh, the devas, right? They look very demonic, or I guess demonic, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, Ahriman is everything that Ohura Mazda is not, right? He is the exact opposite. It is very clear cut. He is darkness. He is death. He is disease. He is decay. He is war, famine, suffering, and chaos, right? Death itself was actually created by Ahriman and is considered the worst pollution of all of Ahura Mazda's works, mm -hmm. right? So, so here again, we have like the begetter of death, right? The robber of life, yeah? Um, now, he is the reason for the source of all the bad stuff in the world. Mm -hmm. It's him, Hi, he's the problem. It's him, <laughs> right? Right. 
if, if you think it's like, it, is it me? Am I the drama? I don't, I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> Maybe I am. Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. Am I the precursor to Satan? I don't think I'm the precursor to Satan. <laughs> and that's really interesting that you're talking about. Okay. So, um, Jeez, I have to look at the word in order to say it properly. Hold on. Yeah, it's achriman. Achriman, thank or, you. Or, or ach, ach, like a like like a cat hiss. Achriman. <laughs> right. So right, if you're thinking like achriman is the um, the inverse of Huramazda, right? Yes. That is mm-hmm. not how our original depictions of Satan, Lucifer, the serpent, any of that stuff in the original um, Hebrew Bible are. Right. But that starts to become as people are starting to create artistic depictions of the devil. They're like, well, yeah. he must be the opposite, right? He must be mm-hmm, the opposite mm-hmm. of God or Jesus or both, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. however, we develop the picture of what Jesus is, let's do the opposite for the devil, the inverse of that, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and so yeah, so you get a lot of these creative images, which we yeah, we'll, we're we're definitely going to get into uh, down as as we go deeper down, right. right? Is this is this like a like a like a Dante journey? Are we getting you know into different? Is is each episode like a circle of hell, and and like at the very very bottom, we're going to see like you know uh, this three faced monster, and he's chewing, and it and it's it's our faces. <laughs> Little, Did I just spoil it? He's got little stress dolls of us. <laughs> Lester, <laughs> Keenan. <laughs> and just little versions of us in, in those like little red tights, <laughs> devil costumes, like like prancing around the, at, in the bottom. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. But yeah. So, uh, okay. Now let's, let's get into this, uh, this, uh, this story yes. here. So before the beginning of time, there was nothing except Ahura Mazda and Ahriman. Right? And they lived in separate realms of infinite light and infinite darkness. Then Ahura Mazda created the earth and Ahraman was like, mmm, earth, right? And he invaded it and he started eating up all the good stuff and corrupting the world, right? Thus was the beginning of the, um, I think it's, uh, uh, let me say, uh, of the uh, Gumeshin, I think is, is how you pronounce it, the Gumesh or the Gumejin, um, or, or it just means the mixture of good and mm. evil. Right. Now, Zoroastrians believe that this world is actually like a trap for Ahriman. Right. So by luring him into this world, Ahura Mazda knows that Ahriman will be killed like a virus by all of our good thoughts and deeds. So you hear that, folks? How did you try to kill Ahriman today? <laughs> by not strangling Keenan. <laughs> by not strangling. Yeah, see? Made a conscious decision. <laughs> Ohuramaz is up there. It's like, well, I mean, like you guys are separated by like <laughs> hundreds of miles. It's like, no, this is a Herculean effort. Believe me, this is this is like like nine thousand points right. of 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 Ahriman's HP <laughs> right there. Yeah. So so yeah. So in Zoroastrianism, the world is a battlefield. Is that a, is that a song? Like the world that sounds is a like battlefield. Okay, yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's love is a battlefield. I don't know if you know that. Oh dang it! I was. <laughs> Well, we're just going to cut all that <laughs> Both out. Both of us knowing, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, these two opposing forces are in constant struggle for dominance, and this plays out in the lives of mortals like us. Hey, I'm a mortal. <laughs> I mean, uh, not immortal, right. right? I'm a, I'm a mortal, not the. Immo- <laughs> no, no, that doesn't work. Right, you're not Never the mind. Harry Potter. No, you're a Harry Potter I'm and a the Harry prisoner Potter. of Azkaban. <laughs> yes, I am. I am. I am a. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> You're not the wizard. Shh. We don't. We, we don't want to to arouse the wrath of of one of those who may who must not be named. A a who must not be named. A yes. 
Ay, ay, ay. Harry caught a snitch. <laughs> it's a golden snitch. It's a golden snitch. It's, it's like sometimes when you're like uh, in uh, whatever it is, like Little League uh, soccer, peewee soccer, right? And uh-huh. they have tiny little fields, and sometimes the fields are really close to each other, and, and the ball goes from one little, little kid game into the other field. Right. It's like, no, it doesn't count, it doesn't count. That's a snitch from yeah. another Quidditch game yeah. <laughs> down the block. Shut it down. <laughs> oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. So, so back to Zoroastrianism, right? So the, the battle for good and evil is won and lost in the choices that we make every day, right? We can see how this is very much like the devil trying to tempt mm-hmm. us, right? Trying to get us to stray from the path of righteousness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Righteousness. Um, but yeah. Okay. Zoroastrians also have a version of heaven and hell mm-hmm. and they are reached in much the same way as in the modern interpretations, right? By, by doing good deeds, Right. When you die, you go to the bridge of judgment. Um, above is paradise and below is eternal suffering. It's here that your good and bad deeds are weighed upon a scale, after which you may either cross the bridge and enter heaven or fall from the bridge into the pit. Mm-hmm. Right. There's even a place similar to limbo, right, or, or purgatory, I guess, um, that is neither good nor bad. It's just like where you go if you don't fit into either category, mm-hmm. right? Which I like. We got we got a lot of these um these these older religions kind of like taking into account. It's like, well, this person isn't like like wicked wicked. Right. This is you know, I mean, he's he's pretty wicked, but you know, <laughs> right. Where would Ozzy Osbourne go? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, bit, he bit he bit the head off of that bat, but he thought mm-hmm. it was a toy. Yes. He didn't. He thought it. Wait, is that what he says? That's what he says now. <laughs> Okay. At the time, everyone was like, that's so bad. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, he says now that he thought that there were toy bats at some of these concerts, and he thought that it, this was a toy bat, and he bit the head, and, it, and then it squished hot blood into his mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just I mean, quite a surprise. Then he is the best actor <laughs> in, in all of acting right. then. Because yeah, like, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I bit the head off of a... Of a supposed toy right. bat, <laughs> and it turned out to be a real bat. Right. I would, uh, I would, I would react. <laughs> you know, like you like sriracha, probably or Frank's hot sauce, right? But, sure, but when you sure. think something is ketchup and you dip a fry in it and it's sriracha, right? It's like mm-hmm, the worst mm-hmm. feeling in the world. Oh, don't get me started on um, that that red bean paste stuff, <laughs> right? right? You pick up a you pick up a which I love, mm-hmm. right? If I, if I you know, know what it is, right. Yeah, right. But I pick it up and, uh, you know, and I bite into it thinking it's like a like a chocolate cream donut right. or something like that. And it's a red bean paste <laughs> cream donut. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you cut open your birthday cake and you think you're going to have some devil's food and it's just it's just bats. It's just nothing but bats. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's hard to hard to blow out the candles after that, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. But yeah, so and, and folks, we also have a an apocalypse story. Oh, okay. Um, so so currently, right now, as we speak, uh, the battle between Ahura Mazda and Ahriman is still raging. But eventually, a savior will come, born of a virgin. Wait. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, this savior will lead the armies of good against the forces of evil mm-hmm. and bring about the end of the world. <laughs> And after this, the world will be swallowed in fire and all the... Ra- no, I'm going to read it normal. Yeah, no, I'm tired. Mm. I'm go. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the rest of, like, not just this episode, but all of the devil episodes. Right. <laughs> no. 
Anyway, yeah, but no. Okay, so after this, the world will be swallowed in fire and all the remaining people will pass through it, wherein they will either perish or be purified and ascend. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, also, uh, the gates of hell will open and everyone will be redeemed. Right. So hell isn't eternal. Wow, okay. I like that. (laughs) Okay, so... So there you go. So um, one thing before we move from Zoroastrianism, though. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, right? Like we have uh, we have Eastern religions which don't come from the same thread. Like Zoroastrianism is its own thing. I don't believe that those people see themselves as being related to Judaism and, and like seeing themselves mm-hmm. as brothers or cousins the way that Islam and Christianity and Judaism are, right? But we see right. how these mm-hmm. uh, um, these come from a, a similar place, and it's like okay, there's good or bad. We bifurcated the world. You said. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's black and white and the opposite of good is is evil in Mm -hmm. um, some of the uh, karmic religions. We have similar ideas. Right. So in Taoism, there's Mm. the yin and the yang and they are black and white, masculine, feminine um, uh, order, chaos, etc. But they the point there isn't for one day for the white to overtake the black or the black to overtake the white. They're trying to find a balance Mm. of those things. Because they don't see right. them as a bifurcation that is um, that's temporary, or a bifurcation that is uh, is uh, you know imbalance in the world. We're trying to strive for one or the other. So mm. they're trying to find um, a equilibrium and a stasis there, right. right? And it's their concepts of evil and goodness mm-hmm. are completely different from our concepts of evil and goodness. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't have like there are as as we've said before like demonish characters, but there isn't mm-hmm. an idea of like oh this person is evil. Sin is sin works differently there, right? And mm-hmm. the afterlife mm-hmm. works completely differently. Yes, yes. And I'm excited to um to to explore those uh, uh if and when we get a chance. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So there we go. We've gone from an angel with little to no individual power, merely an accuser, to, as Father Marin would say, the robber of life, the begetter of death, and the inventor of every obscenity. Every obscenity? Every obscenity, right? If there's an obscenity that you can think of, the devil invented, (laughs) right? Um, And even the ones you can't think of. And we can now see the beginnings of the devil we all know and love. Uh, Next week, we're going to go even deeper into this hellhole and look at how the Greeks and the Romans contributed to the most famous or infamous villain in all of history, Frankenstein. No. Um, uh, but that is all of my notes for today. Keenan, is there anything we missed? No, I think we got it. All right, folks. This has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Howdy Keenan. Yeah, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media, and a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. It's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. And yeah, folks, we want to thank you so much for sticking with us, even though we're not talking about the movie at this time. We promise we're not going anywhere. We will start up our normal movie episodes after we have won this strike. Uh, we have episodes in the can, but we're, we're uh, standing in solidarity with Saturday. Agafra and the WGA. All right. So, Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. All right, folks. Until next time, the, the power, power of strike, strike compels you. Compels you.